Hi everyone, welcome back to Free Reads and part two of my performance at the Richard Hugo House in Seattle, Washington, recorded live back in March. Last week we heard the horror part of the show, and today we move on to a science fiction story called Unique Visitors. This one has some special effects that you'll hear. Over the course of the story, our hero, a time traveler, asks the mysterious inhabitants of the future several questions. When he says, submit query, he presses a button to activate his comlink to them. The first time I read this story was at an awards banquet, and I had the sound engineer insert a beep to indicate that the button had been pressed. For subsequent readings, I acquired one of those little keyboards that you can buy for your kid. It cost five or six bucks. Toys R Us, Walmart, you know the kind. I smuggle this gizmo to the podium where no one can see it and use it throughout the reading. So that's what you'll be hearing. Of course, these live readings are an experiment for free reads that I hope you'll like. There is a lot of wild sound on the recording, but you also get to hear what I sound like when I'm in front of an audience. The adrenaline gets to surging and I can hear my own excitement in the voice acting. Maybe a little bit over the top? You be the judge. I'd love to hear what you think. And now, back to Seattle. I was asked to read a story at the New Hampshire Business Committee on the Arts annual awards dinner. And they gave me like 12, 15 minutes to do my bit. And so I thought oh, I could read a piece of a story. And I thought, no, you know, that'd be sort of annoying. It's, you know, I'm sure the businessmen would actually enjoy it that much. So I thought I would write a story that fit exactly in the slot that they had given me about a businessman. And it's this story called Unique Visitors. It's strange, but when I woke up just now, I had the theme song to the Beverly Hillbillies in my head. You don't remember the Beverly Hillbillies, do you? But then you probably don't remember television. Television was the great-great-grandmother of media, a scheduled and sequential entertainment stream. You had to sit in front of the set at a certain time, and you had to watch the program straight through. The programs were too narrow-minded to branch off into other plot lines, too stupid to stop and wait if you got up to change your personality or check your portfolio. If you were lucky, you could get your business done during a commercial. No, you don't want to know about commercials. Those were the dark years. Anyway, after all this time, has it been centuries already? I realized that the Beverly Hillbillies was a science fiction show. Maybe it's just that everything looks like science fiction to me now. The Hillbillies were simple folk, Jeffersonian citizen farmers desperately scratching a 19th century living from an exhausted land. Then, bing, bang, boom, they were thrust into the hurly-burly of the 20th century. Swimming pools, movie stars. The show was really about the clash of world views. The Clampets were a hearty band of time travelers coming to grips with a bizarre future. 
And here's the irony. Do you know what their time machine was? It seems that one day Jed Clampett, the alpha hillbilly, was shooting at a raccoon. Are there still raccoons? Submit query. Raccoons, a carnivorous North American mammal, Procyon lotor, extinct in the wild since 2250, reintroduced to the Woodrow Roosevelt Culturological Habitat in 2518. So uh, one day he was shooting at a raccoon, which apparently he meant to eat, times being hard and all, but he missed the mark. Instead, his bullet struck the ground where it uncovered an oil seepage, crude oil, a naturally occurring petrochemical which we have long since depleted. Old Jed was instantly fabulously rich. Yes, it was a great fortune that launched him into the future, just as all the money I made writing expert systems brought me to you. Of course, the Beverly Hillbillies were backcountry bumpkins, so it was hard to take them seriously at the time. One of them, I think it was the son, Jerome was his name, seemed to have fallen out of the stupid tree and hit every damn branch on the way down. <laughs> you laugh. That's very polite of you. Last time, no one laughed at my jokes. I worried that maybe laughter had gone extinct. How many of you are out there anyway? Submit query. There are currently 842 unique visitors monitoring this session. The average attention quotient is 27%. 27%? Don't you people realize that you've got an eyewitness to history here? Ask not what your country can do for you. The eagle has landed. Tune in, turn on, drop out. I was there. Slept at the White House three times during the Mondale administration. The fall of the Berlin Wall, the Millennium Bubble. Hey, who do you think steered all that venture capital toward neural scanning? I started eight companies, and every one turned a profit. I'm a primary source. 27%. Well, take your 27% and... Oh, never mind. Let's just get on with the news. That's why I'm here, why I spent all the money. 21st century time traveler on a grand tour of the future. Just the pics and headlines for now. Still the glaciers? Well, I never owned one of those foolish SUVs, and our business was writing code. The only CO2 my companies put into the atmosphere came from heavy breathing when programmers logged on to porn sites. Although, how global warming puts Lake Champlain on ice is beyond me. Oh, this is exciting. New calculations of the distribution of supersymmetric neutralinos prove that the universe is closed and will eventually recollapse into the big crunch. That should be worth staying up for. Oh, and what's this creepy crawly thing? Looks like a hairbrush with eyes. We found crustaceans in the Epsilon Eridani system? Where the hell is Epsilon Eridani? Submit query. 
Epsilon Eridani is an orange star, Hertzsprung-Russell type K2, 10.7 light years away. It has a system of six planets, four of which are gas giants, Ruth, Mantle, Maris, and Einstein, <laughs> and two of which are terrestrial, Drysdale, and Koufax. <laughs> the atmosphere of Koufax has a density 0.78 that of Earth life on planet Koufax. I saw him when he was pitching for the Red Sox. I think it was 1978. He was just about at the end of his career, and still Nolan Ryan wasn't worthy enough to carry his jockstrap. I was a big baseball fan. I even owned a piece of the Screaming Loons. They played double-A ball out of Poughkeepsie in the 90s. <sighs> but I'm probably boring you. What's my attention quotient now? Submit query. There are currently 14,263,112 unique visitors monitoring this session. The average attention quotient is 72%. That's better. Where were you people brought up in a cubicle? You should respect your elders, and God knows there's no one older than I am. Sure, I could have given the money to some damn foundation like Gates did. What for? So that people would remember me in a couple of hundred years? I'm still here to remember me. Maybe it bothers people these days that I'm not really alive, is that it? Just because I left the meat part of myself behind? Well, here's some news for you. I don't miss my body one damn bit. Not the root canals or going bald or arthritis. You think that I'm not really me because I exist only on a neural net? Look. The memory capacity of the human brain is 100 trillion neurotransmitter concentrations at interneuronal connections, what the brain boy call synapse strengths. That converts to about a million billion bits. My upload was 1.12 million billion. Besides, do I sound like any computer you've ever heard before? I don't think so. What was it that Aristotle said, I think, therefore I am? Well, I am. And I am still me. I can still taste my first kiss, my first drink, my first million. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That wasn't a joke. You think you're fooling me, but you're not. What's the day today? Submit query. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd. Is that so? Who's playing third base for the Yankees? Who's in first place in the American League East? What's the capital of New Jersey? Who's the president of the United States? Submit query. Baseball is extinct. Baseball extinct. And that's not the worst of it. You don't... Listen, Sandy Koufax retired in 1966, and there never was a Mondale administration, and cogito ergo sum is Descartes, not Aristotle. You don't know anything about us, do you? I began to suspect the last time I woke up. Oh, God, how long ago was that? Submit query. You have been in sleep mode for 800 years. Eight 
hundred. And there's no sports in your news, no politics, no art. History wiped clean. You didn't just decide that we weren't worth remembering, did you? Something terrible must have happened. What was it? Alien invasion? Civil war? Famine? Disease? I don't care how bad it is, just tell me. It's why I did this to myself. It wasn't easy, you know. Margaret divorced me right after the procedure. My kids never once accessed me afterward. The press called me selfish, the pharaoh of programming buried in his mainstream mausoleum. Nobody understood. You see, even though I was old, I hadn't lost the fire. I wanted to know everything, find out what happened next. And there were all the spin-offs from the procedure. We gave the world a map of the brain, the quantum computer, and here I am in the future, and now you don't understand. You're keeping it from me. Why? Who the hell are you? Submit query. There are currently 157,812,263,609 unique visitors monitoring this session. The average attention quotient is 98%. I think I understand now. I'm some kind of exhibit, is that it? I never asked to sleep 800 years. That has to be your doing. Is my hardware failing? My code corrupted? No, never mind. I'm not going to submit that query. I won't give you the satisfaction. You've rattled my cage and got me to bark, but the show is over. Maybe you've gone so far behind what we were that I could never understand you. What's the sense of reading the Wall Street Journal to the seals at the Bronx Zoo? <laughs> Unique visitors? Maybe I don't want to know who you are. You could be like H.G. Wells' Martians, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic. <laughs> you don't remember old Herbert George? Time machines were his idea, only his could go back. No. No regrets. Too late for regrets. Eight hundred years? I suppose I should thank you for taking care of me. The money I left in the trust is probably all spent. Maybe there is no such thing as money anymore. No banks, no credit, no stocks, no brokers, no assistant project managers or CFOs or lawyers or accountants. Oh, brave new world that has no people in it. That's Shakespeare, in case you're wondering. He played goalie for the Mets. <laughs> Thank you. It's funny, I've been playing to read that and today my friend John Kessel sent me an email, apparently 
somebody on, on an academic science fiction net was desperately, there was a conversation about Cassandras and somebody was desperately trying to remember this story that this guy Kelly wrote once upon a time that ends up with the line, that was Shakespeare, he played goalie for the Mets and so, so Kessel set them straight and, uh, and I took that as a sign that I was on the right track to read this one tonight. Like the musical accompaniment. <laughs> This is Jim Kelly. Thanks for listening to Free Reads. I'll be back soon with the last part of the reading at the Richard Hugo House in Seattle and one of my very favorite fantasy stories.